My name is Marie Zell and I will be your online host for today. If this is your first time visiting us, please let us know. You can text new to 604-285-5770 or visit mythrive.info and we will mail you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. We are delighted to have you here at Thrive. In Isaiah 54 verse 13, the Bible says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Here at Thrive Kids, we teach your children about the Lord and His great love for them. We believe in weaving the whole family into our community of faith, and that includes a vital and lively children's ministry. So don't forget to visit mythrive.info forward slash Thrive Kids for the kids' activity and the Zoom class every Sunday from 10.45 a.m. to 11.15 a.m. Easter is around the corner. My favorite Easter tradition is to have the hot cross done with my family. How do you and your family celebrate Easter? What are you looking forward to the most about Easter every year? Share it with the people sitting next to you or in the chat room of us. seeing you here at Thrive. Take a selfie of yourself watching from home and share it on your social media. Don't forget to add hashtag LifeChurchOnline. Now sit back and stay focused for the powerful message from Pastor JB. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB. I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive, and I am thrilled to welcome you to an amazing Sunday here at Thrive Church Online. If this is your first time here, if you stumbled upon us online, you, you know, found us on Google, a friend invited you, we are just so excited that you've jumped, come to join us here today. You are what we call our VIP. Everyone say our VIP. And we especially want to welcome you. In fact, we've got a special gift just for you that we'd love to send straight to your door. It's your very own Thrive Church stainless steel water bottle. Just to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend with us today. In fact, you want to go to mythrive.info and uh, click the button there that says new to Thrive. And we'd love to connect you with that gift. Just a way to say thanks so much for joining us today. Can we give all of our VIPs in this place a big hand today and just welcome to church. 
And would you give one another a big hand and welcome out of the church as well. We here at Thrive say that welcome is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you welcome another sitting beside you? If there's someone, you would give them a high five, a handshake, a warm hug, or an air high five, air handshake, air hug, whatever you need to do in your chat rooms right now. Would you welcome another the church today and tell, you, tell each other, it's so great to see you here. So great to have you here. Welcome to Thrive Church, everybody. Uh, we hope you make yourself right at home. Today, we are super excited to get into the message. But before I do so, let me tell you about something that's going to be happening a couple weeks from now. You see, uh, you know, many of you know that in the past week or so, we've been asking you guys for feedback on how you feel about reopening the church building down the road. And I want to let you know uh, a big thank you to each and every one of you who gave us your feedback in our reopening readiness survey. If you haven't yet, there's a link uh, there that you can still use to give us your feedback. It was so great just to see how eager so many of you are to meet back together on site and also how careful you want to be to make sure everyone is safe and healthy in the process. And it's with that in mind that I want to let you know, as much as I, especially in you know, our team for sure, uh, would love to you know open up the church building like yesterday or last month uh, or, or today, because we just so miss you guys. Uh, the fact is that our number one priority is your health and your safety. And we want to make sure that we have the right plans and systems in place before we open up the doors of Thrive Center so that we can make sure that every single person who comes through our doors is well taken care of. And so it's with that in mind that our team is hard at work in developing those plans and protocols, safety measures and systems, and getting the right equipment so that we can be confident that when you walk through the door, of Thrive Center again, then hopefully that'll be really soon that you'll feel confident and we'll feel confident that you're in a good, safe place. If you believe that, say amen. And with that in mind, you know, because those, those, those systems take time to develop, Easter is just two weeks away. It's going to take more time than two weeks to get all of that ready. And so I want to let you know that with Easter weekend coming up on April the 4th, Easter Sunday is April the 4th, I want to let you know that you and I, no matter how much the government lifts restrictions on in-person religious gatherings, I want to let you know here at Thrive Church, you can get ready, be excited for it, and expect that on Easter Sunday, April the 4th, we're going to have four amazing Easter services fully online here at Thrive Church Online. Amen? Amen. There's going to be 9.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m., and 7.30 p.m. You don't want to miss it. You want to invite your family and friends to be a part of it, especially those who don't have a church, those who have maybe never been to church before. We'd love to see you there. Easter is one of the best opportunities in the year to invite your friends to come to church, to spread God's hope and God's love in this year that we call Contagious Hope. And so we encourage you to do that. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, I'm looking forward to Easter. I'm so looking forward to Easter. And the fact is, you know, our hope is that once we have those necessary systems in place, that we'll be able to see, uh, you know, people back in the Thrive Center sooner than later, uh, probably in a gradual kind of phase in kind of process. But it's just a matter of time and we can't wait to see. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you. Can you give God a big hand for that right now? Praise God. Here at Thrive, we like to say that the best is yet to come, and we absolutely believe that that's the case as we look into the rest of 2021. Do you guys bring your Bibles here today? 
Did you? Okay, well, tell you what, it's time to get your Bibles right now. And this is just our way of getting our hearts ready for the message. This is a fun way to get us ready. So would you mind saying this with me right now? If you know it by heart, say it with me. If you don't know it, read off the screen. We're gonna say this together right now. We're gonna say, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life. And I will never be the same in Jesus. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, by the way, if you are new to Thrive or you're new to church generally, you've never been to a church before, maybe you're coming in from another faith background or no background at all, we are just so thrilled that you're here. We hope you find that Thrive is a safe place for you, a place where you can call home, a place where you can find community, a place where you can hear answers to questions that you might be asking, and a place where you can find hope and encouragement to help you as you start this week. It's so good to have you here. It's spring break, isn't it? For a lot of you, it's spring break. For kids, it's spring break. For high school students at spring break. Uh, for parents, I'm not sure if you call spring break a break, uh, but it is what it is. You know, for kids, often spring break is like, yay! And for parents with young kids, it's kind of like, oh. And so if you're in that place today, then guess what? This series that we're doing here at Thrive Church called Heart at Rest is just for you. If you could use a heart that's at rest in a restless time of your life, then guess what? We hope you'll really benefit from this series called Heart at Rest. We're talking about how to have a rested heart in the midst of a restless world. And if you've missed any part of our series so far, I encourage you to go to Thrive Church Vancouver's podcast or go to our YouTube channel and catch up on all the episodes you missed. Uh, you know, in our episodes of, you know, past weeks, we've looked at all different ways that you can find rest for your heart when things feel really restless. We talked about in episode one, rest through giving your burdens to God, how Jesus promises rest for your soul when you would give him your burden and take on his burden, whatever that means. You can find out more about that in episode one. Episode two, we talked about resting in God's protection. How in Psalm 91, God gives us this amazing promise of his protection over our lives that we can claim and believe and know that he is with us. Episode three, we talked about rest from stress. If you find it's a really stressful time right now, Pastor Shard gave four very practical, very helpful ways that you can rest from your stress. Episode four, we talked about rest in God's sovereignty. In other words, rest in the fact that God is in control and he's writing a greater story. And then in episode five, we talked about rest from condemnation, how you weren't made to live in a constant state of feeling judged and condemned all the time, but God made you to live a life with purpose, with hope, knowing that he loves you with an unconditional love. If you believe it, say amen. And then we went to episode six. Marcy gave a powerful message on how to rest through worship, how to level up your worship life with God. Last week, we looked at resting in God's presence. Today, I'm here to give you episode eight of our series called Heart at Rest. And if you join me in looking at Psalm 32, verse eight and nine together, it says this, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Do not be like the horse, the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. See, today, today in episode eight of our series called Heart at Rest, we are talking about the rest that comes from hearing God's word and trusting in it. And the message title for today's message is called Rest in God's Word, How to Hear from God. Rest in God's Word, How to Hear from God. Will you turn to your neighbor and say, there is rest in God's Word. 
There is rest in God's word. And hey, if you are new to Christianity, you're new to the Bible, you're coming in from another faith background, another religion, so glad that you're here. I hope if there's one thing you gain from this message today is that you know that Christianity is not simply this thing of following do's and don'ts, a bunch of rules and regulations. Actually, Christianity is so much more than that, is that at the heart of Christianity, it's about a personal relationship with God. It's about knowing that God loves you and that you have a personal relationship with him such that it's not just an abstract idea or this belief system, but it's a personal relationship where you can feel his presence in your life. You can sense his peace in your life. You can hear his voice speaking to you, not in some crazy wacko way, but in a way that brings purpose, that brings meaning, that clarifies, that makes you more effective, that enables you to be a blessing and to live a life that is bigger than yourself. If you believe that, say amen. And so we hope if that's you today, that you gain that insight today, that really Christianity at the end of the day is about a personal relationship with God. And see, if you're new to Christianity, we hope you find that. If you're here today and you're, you've got questions about hearing God's voice, you're like, you know, I don't know if I've ever heard the voice of God before. I don't know if that's even possible. Then this message is for you. If you want to hear God's voice, you're hungry to hear more of God, more of God in your life, then this message is for you as well. Let me take you to this table here right now. Since we're talking about heart at rest, let me show you something that my son made over spring break so far. Uh, you know, both my sons, Bradley and Caleb, uh, Caleb's the younger one, he's really into Lego Duplo right now. Uh, my older son, he loves to build as well. He, he usually uses you know, the, the older kids' Lego, but he also will sometimes play with, you know, my, my, my younger son and they'll do Duplo together. Uh, my younger son loves to make the tallest towers he can possibly make, just with one brick on top of another, such that it's, you know, gets taller and taller. It almost reaches the ceiling of our living room. Uh, that's how he he likes to do Lego right now. Uh, Bradley's a little bit different. He's a bit older. He's more experienced in building right now. And so this is what he made with our Lego Duplos. Isn't this kind of cool? Can we give both our sons a big hand today? Praise God for them. Proud of them. And, and this is what he made. He made heart at rest, right? Can you see that? Is that clear? Heart at rest. And this cute? He even did this upside down deal. It's kind of cool. I, 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 like, as a kid, I never even thought about that. Uh, or this R, look at this R. It's like a slanted thing. That, 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 I didn't even think about doing something like that. That's super creative. But here we go. Heart at rest. Let me tell you something. Have you ever heard the voice of God? Have you ever felt God speaking into your life before? Today, I'm here to tell you that hearing God's voice is possible through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I wanna let you know that hearing God's voice is maybe not as mystical as a lot of people try to make it out to be. And that you as a child of God, you were actually made to have a personal relationship with God where you hear his voice as well. Now, are there some safeguards, some boundaries around that that you need to draw? Absolutely. We're gonna talk about a little bit of that as well. But this is the thing is that if you don't hear God's voice very often, if you never heard God's voice before, then you can't really say there's much of a relationship. More, it's a one-way thing. You maybe talk to God a lot. You speak to God a lot, but have you ever heard his voice? That's what we're talking about today. You know, when I was, uh, you know, this is about, wow, 20 years ago, uh, I was dating this really hot, amazing girl uh, called Charlene. Uh, and uh, we were doing long distance at the time. I was working in Vancouver. Charlene was uh, at a university studying in her last year uh, in Boston. And uh, I remember at that time, we'd been dating for about a year and a half doing long distance. And I knew at that point, uh, I was pretty confident that this is the girl that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And uh, so much so that I even had a ring. I already had a ring with me that I'd prepared that. And I was just kind of waiting for the right 
right time to do it. But as I was waiting, I guess, you know, there was those times when I start to doubt myself. I'm like, you know what? Like, how, how do I know that, you know, this is really meant to be? Like, how do I know that I'm not making a mistake? Like, how do I know that, you know, I'm not going to regret this or that she's not going to regret this? And, and I started to have to have all these fears in me, but are we making the right decision? Am I making, you know, the right call by even doing this? And so it's almost like my heart started to really kind of, kind of like not be so much at rest. It was kind of like, should I do it? Should I not? Should I propose? Should I not? Should I go forward with this? Should I know? Should I backtrack? And I, I, have you ever been that place before? Where you, you have to make a big decision and you're struggling with it. And so you kind of go back and forth and back and forth and you're not at rest at all. See, I, I'm here to let you know that God made you to have a heart that's at rest. And one of the big keys to having a heart that's at rest is hearing God's word and resting in it. And so what happened was this, is, is that, you know, my wife and, or, well, wife later on, but, you know, my girlfriend at the time, Charlie and I, we've been dating for about a year and a half. And there's this one time, this is back in May of 2002. And in May in 2002, uh, it's her graduation weekend. It's a big milestone weekend for her. So I travel all the way from Vancouver to Boston to celebrate with her. Charlene's parents travel all the way from Taiwan to Boston to celebrate this moment with her. And we saw her graduate. It was a really cool moment. Uh, I remember we were in her dorm room, just Charlene and myself, and, and we're packing up her stuff, like packing up all the stuff in her, her dorm room that she'd lived in for a few years now. And, and we're packing it all. And we're gonna ship it to New York where there was a job that was waiting for her there. And I remember there was a moment when we're doing all this packing when Charlene just gets, you know, she, she's been, you know, it's been a huge, heavy, you know, intense weekend. So she, she sits on the couch or she sits on the floor and then she starts to lie down on the floor and she falls asleep. <laughs> That, that's how tiring it was for her. I'm like, okay, I'll just keep on packing. I, st I started, you know, like, like, I, like it's, I'm, let me just take a rest as well. So I, I, I sat on the carpet right beside her and I, 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 I lay down as well, but I didn't fall asleep because in my mind, I'm like thinking to myself, you know, when, when do I do this? Do I do this at all? And as I'm praying to God, I really sense in my heart, not an audible voice like, JB, now is the time. No, it wasn't, but it was more uh, just something like a still small voice in my heart that was strongly like almost speaking to me saying, JB, if you will go ahead with this, I will definitely bless you. If you go ahead and propose, I will definitely bless you. And for some reason, for some reason, after months of, you know, struggling, going back and forth on what I should do, am I doing the right thing? You know, it is that all of a sudden when I heard God's voice, it, it's, it's like the fears, the questions, the uncertainties, the insecurities, they all kind of came to another lower level. And all of a sudden, what was most prominent was God's word in my life, giving me reassurance and hope about the future. And you know, I, I can say this, is that it, it's like, it's that with all of that, when I heard God's word and I could rest in it, it gave me confidence to face the future and say, you know, no matter what obstacle is in my way, we're going to make this happen. And that's the power of hearing God's word and resting in it. And did God bless that decision? Did he bless that direction? He absolutely blessed that direction. I don't know where I would be. I don't know where Shar would be. I don't know if we'd have Thrive Church if it weren't for that decision. Can we give God a big hand for that right now? Praise God. God made you for a heart at rest. And a huge part of having a heart at rest is learning to hear the word of God and to rest in that word. And what's the lesson there? Is that when you don't have a heart at rest, it helps so much to hear the word of God for your situation. And, and see, you know, Jesus even says in Matthew chapter four, verse four, he says, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know that the Greek word for the word that comes to the mouth of God is rhema. And what rhema means is a word from God, an utterance from God's spirit 
to you. And see, there's two basic words in Greek for the, for the word of God. There's logos, which refers to the scriptures, the Bible, the written word of God. And there's the rhema word of God. We're based on the scriptures. God can speak into your life. And Jesus says, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every rhema word that comes from the mouth of God. You were made to hear the voice of God. And see, I've learned this is that, you know, when I hear the word of God and I rest in that word, it cuts me loose from fears and indecision and anxiety that would otherwise keep my heart not at rest. And when I hear that rhema word from God, it's, it's like it sets me free to be the person that, that God made me to be. And see, I've, I've learned this is that when you're going through a scary time or a stressful time or an uncertain time or a frustrating time, is that when your heart is not at rest, when you're feeling restlessness in, in your heart, is that one of the most important things you can possibly do is to learn to rest in God's word, the word that God speaks to your heart. Now, you might think, well, isn't it kind of presumptuous or even arrogant or even dangerous for Christians to think that you can actually hear from the God of the universe? Isn't that you know, how terrorism happens? Isn't that what psychotics do? Let, let me get, get it to you, give it to you this way. Is the idea of hearing God personally an incredible thing? Absolutely it is. But you got to know this. The more you get to know the God of the Bible, the more you get to understand the message and the story of the Bible, the more you're going to find that God, as we see in the Bible, is both all-powerful and very personal. He's both. He's the almighty creator of the universe. And yet for some odd, crazy reason, he loves you and me. He's mindful of you and me in such a way that he wants us to know him personally. That's the amazingness of God. He didn't just make you to know about him or to know about his existence or to just believe in him. He made you for a relationship with him where you could experience his presence and hear his voice. In fact, John chapter 10, verse 27 puts it this way. It says, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. See, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. In other words, if you are a follower of Jesus, then part and parcel of your faith, your religion, your relationship with God, whatever you want to call it, your walk with God is that you hear God's voice, that you listen to him and you follow in his direction. And do you know that Jesus paid the highest price to make that possible? Is that it's not like, you know, any human being is entitled to hear from God and, and you know, we, we just, we, we, we can just do that just as a, a human right or just a natural ability. No, it's not like that. In fact, the Bible says that none of us deserve to have anything to do with God, that none of us are qualified to have anything to do with God. Not now, not ever. That's because each one of us, we've gone our own way. We've rebelled against God. We've done our own thing. We, we haven't met God's standards. We even meet our own standards. And that sin, that, that tendency to go away from God, that thing called sin separates us from God such that we can't have anything to do with God, that, that the wages of sin is death, that what we deserve because of our sin is to be separate from God forever. But because God loved us and wants a relationship with us, what did God do? He sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven so that we could be brought back to God. And not only did we have forgiveness through Jesus' death on the cross, but he also made a possible for us to have a relationship with God again. See, this the death of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection from the grave that gives us hope and the possibility of a personal relationship with him. And so could you give God a big hand for that? Because that's what makes it all possible. It's Jesus Christ and what he did for you and for me. Could you tell your neighbor and say, God loves you so much? God loves you so much. And because God loves you so much, he wants a personal relationship with you, one where you can hear his voice. But how many of us know that hearing God's voice is not without its 
potential dangers. And so you have to put some safeguards around it, some boundaries around it. In fact, in Thrive Deceptive School level one and two, we talk about these things. We talk about five clues that God may be speaking to you. But before we get into that, let me ask you this. How do you know, or how do you actually hear from God? How do you put yourself in a position where you can actually hear, let alone just go, I think it's from God. I'm not sure it's from God. What are some clues? How how do you get even to a position where you might hear from God? Maybe you've spoken a lot of words to God before, but you've never heard God speak a word to you. Well, how do you hear from God that way? Well, let me give you three keys that I think are so key to hearing from God. In fact, I don't know where I would be without these three lessons that I'm gonna share with you today. I don't know if we'd have Thrive Church if it weren't for these three lessons today. Number one, If you want to hear from God, if you want to hear from God, you need to learn God's language. If you want to hear from God, you need to learn God's language. And what I mean by that is the language of scripture. You need to learn the language of scripture. See, let me take us back to that time when, uh, you know, Charlene and I were in Boston. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm ready to propose to her now. I've heard God's word and I, I, I'm, I've got confidence to go in this direction. You know, what happened after that? Let me tell you what happened after that. The very next day, we are all on a plane back to Vancouver and we're on this plane, Charlene, her parents and me, we're all on this plane going back to Vancouver. And the plan was that they would take this Alaskan cruise right after they got off the plane as a way to celebrate Charlene's graduation. I wasn't invited. I wasn't invited. I, that, that was just, that was just, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm not bitter. It's fine. It's okay. I wasn't invited. I was, I was just a boyfriend at the time. I wasn't a fiance. I wasn't a husband. Yeah, and so that, that's okay. I'm, that, that's fine. And, and, and here's the thing is that I realized because of that is that right after that cruise, my, my, is that Charlene's parents are going, going straight back to Taiwan. So I, 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 re, I reasoned this is that while we're on this plane going from Boston to Vancouver, the only opportunity I have to talk to Charlene's parents about this proposal, because I want to tell them in advance, I don't want them to be surprised about it, is right here on this plane. That's the only opportunity I have. And so I'm praying to God, God, like, like I, I think you want me to do this. How am I going to do this? And, and, and so all of a sudden, a few things start to happen, some kind of weird things. First of all, this, this one's not that weird because uh, it happens often. Charlene fell asleep, all right? I, I'm sitting beside her on the plane. She falls asleep. <sighs> just be- like sleep- sleeping beauty sitting beside me. She's, she's sleeping. She's had a long week she's sleeping. Uh, knows how much she's sleeping in this message, but yeah, she's sleeping. Um, and, uh, and I'm sitting beside her. I'm like, okay, she's sleeping. All right. But like, you know, her parents are way down the plane. What, how am I going to possibly, you know, like talk to them about this? And, and I remember, you know, Charlene would say this, uh, you know, to me before is that if ever you think about proposing to me, then, and you want to talk to my parents, don't talk to my dad first, <laughs> talk to my mom first. I always had that in my mind. And, and, and as I'm praying to God, I, all of a sudden, I, I look behind me and I see Charlene's mom coming toward me for some reason. And, and, she, and she's got her passport. She's got Charlene's passport in her hand. Oh, here is Charlene's passport. And I'm, oh, thank you, Mrs. Way. And, 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 and as I'm, I'm grabbing the passport from her, I'm like, Mrs. Way, uh, there's something I'd like to talk to you about. And she's like, uh, Okay. And, 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 and she just walked away and I was like, okay, what's going to happen now? And, and so, you know, an hour goes by and I'm just sitting there like twiddling my thumbs. Going, uh, how do I do this? And, and all of a sudden I see, you know, Charlene's mom get up from her seat and she goes to the very back of the plane where there's an empty row and she just sits there. And for the next five minutes, she's just sitting there. And I'm like, is she waiting for me? And so, and so I get up from my seat. Charlene, thankfully, is still sleeping. Like nothing is waking her up. So I, I go out, I go off out the row and then I go to the row where Charlene's mom is sitting. I sit beside her and I say, you know, uh, 
uh, you know, Mrs. Way, um, just want to say that, you know, my, you, you know, you've done a wonderful job with your daughter. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we've been dating now for a year and a half and, uh, you know, I, I, I just really, uh, would love it for you if you and Dr. Way would give their, your blessing to, uh, me proposing to her. Uh, and, uh, I was, if, if it's okay with you, I was hoping it would be a surprise. All right. And, and then through all this, you know, Mrs. Way, my, 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 you know, Charlene's mom is, is nodding. She's smiling. And so I, I feel like this is all good, good signs, right? Good signs. And she's nodding. And then, and then after hearing me speak, she starts to talk in incredibly fast Mandarin. And I have no idea what she's thinking. I don't speak any Mandarin. So she starts talking about all this stuff that, and I have no idea what, she, so all I can do is a smile and nod and go, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, but I figured just, just breathing her body language, it's, it's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing. L- yeah. L- little did I know that what she was saying at that moment was, please don't make it a surprise. Uh, it cannot be a surprise. Based on our family traditions, it can't be a surprise. I, I didn't know that she was saying that. I had no idea. It wasn't registering. And it wasn't until later when they got on the plane, they go into this Alaska cruise, I get a call from the ship where Charlene is, and it's Charlene on the phone. And she's like, uh, JB, are you wanting to propose to me? I'm like, what? What? It turned out to be a surprise. A surprise not for her, but for me. And see, what, what happened there? What, why do I mention that? It's because, it's because, you know, I wanted to hear the blessing of my hopefully future parents-in-law. I wanted to hear the word of their blessing. But you know what happened? I didn't hear it. Do you know why? It's because I didn't learn their language is that I couldn't understand what she was saying. Praise God. Since that time, I've learned a bit of Mandarin and I can understand now. But the fact is that it was something where my mother-in-law was speaking, but guess what? I wasn't hearing because I hadn't heard, I hadn't learned her language. Why do I mention that? Is because how many know that scripture is the language of the Holy Spirit? And when you're, you know, when, when, when God speaks to you, he uses the language of scripture to speak to you. See, Romans 15, four says it this way. It says, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. What's the lesson here? Is that God uses his written word, the scriptures to give you encouragement, to give you endurance, to give you hope. That is how God speaks to us. And so when God, God gives you his rhema word to your heart. It's always going to be based on his logos scripture word. And, and, and so that's, that's the thing. And, and when you're going through a stressful time, it's that, is that you need to realize that God wants to encourage you and he uses the language of scripture to encourage you. And so what does that mean? Is that if you want to hear from God, you need to understand that language. You need to, you need to learn God's language so that you can understand what he's saying. Just as, you know, eventually over time, I started to learn my mother-in-law's language and finally could understand what she was saying. Amen. Otherwise it might be, God might be saying a whole bunch of things to you, but you're not going to get it. It's going to go, woo, because you haven't taken the time to learn his language. the, The language is called scripture. Amen. And see, yeah, I remember I was going through a really stressful time 
time when you know, I think our church had just, it's, it's a few years into planning throughout church. And I remember I received a very threatening letter, uh, a letter threatening my family, a letter threatening me. Uh, it was a scary time. And uh, it was one of those things where I, I would bring this letter to God and I'd be like, God, like, you know, what, what, what is this? And, and I remember, um, you know, th- this, uh, I remember this, this like it was yesterday, is I, I sensed God as I'm giving this burden to God, is I sense the Holy Spirit say, you will walk through the fire and not be burned. You will walk through the fire and not be burned. And you know what, where, where does that come from? Like that, that, that actually comes from Isaiah 43 verse two, where it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. See what's going on. God, his Holy Spirit was using the language of scripture to encourage me in this time. And, and if I didn't know that language, I wouldn't have gotten the word. I wouldn't have, exp- I wouldn't have understood it. I wouldn't have been able to, to, to hear it. I wouldn't be able to rest in it. That's why it's so important that you store up scripture in your heart because God uses the scripture that you've stored up in your heart to speak encouragement into your life, to speak insight and wisdom into your life. Could it be that the reason why you don't hear much of God right now is because you just don't have a whole lot of scripture in your heart is that you don't actually have to, you haven't taken the time to understand and to learn God's language, which is the Bible, which is scripture. And see, Matthew 22 verse 29 says it this way. Jesus replied, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. See, Jesus is talking to this group called the Sadducees, one of his biggest critics. And, and they've misconstrued, you know, you know, doctrine and the Bible, all that stuff. And he's saying, you know what? The reason why you guys are in error and the reason why you've been misled is because you don't know the scriptures well enough or the power of God. You need to know both. As followers of Jesus, I want you, as our church, Thrive Church, we want to be people who love God's word and who love God's power. Amen is that we want God's word and God's spirit together, right? They say that if you've got God's word, but you don't have the Holy Spirit, you dry up. If you have only the Holy Spirit, but you don't have God's word, you blow up. But you've got God's word and God's spirit together. What you do, what happens to you, you grow up, amen. Amen, that's what we need, is that we need to learn the language of scripture to give the Holy Spirit some fodder, some material that he can use to speak into our lives. To your neighbor and say, you need to learn God's language. You need to learn God's language. That's the first thing you need to know if you want to hear from God, is that if you want to hear from God, learn God's language, the language of scripture. Number two, number two is get to know God's character and heart. Get to know God's character and heart. You know, over 10 years ago, my wife, Charlene, uh, lost her big brother. His name is Dan. It happened very unexpectedly, and it was devastating for the family. I mean, there was a hopeful ending to that story, but it, you know, and you know, he's in heaven now. Uh, we miss him every day of our lives, but you know, it's something where there's there's hope. But it was a tough, tough time, and that was ten years ago, over ten years ago. And you know, I I, I know this is that uh, just a few years later, my older son Bradley was born. Our, our first child was born, uh, which means that my kids have never had a chance to see or meet. Uncle Dan. And sometimes, you know, I would think to myself, you know, what if Dan was still alive today? What if my brother-in-law was here and could meet, you know, my sons, Bradley and Caleb? What if he could see them? What would he say? What would he do? 
And, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, Dan, I, I've, I've gotten to know him and I, I think I know him really well. I think I know, I, I think I have a good sense of his heart and his character. I know this is, you know, when Bradley, he likes to do these, he has these excited dances. Do, do your kids have excited dances? Those of you who have kids, like he's got, the, you know, the one, when he's really excited, he'll go, yeah. Right? Or he's got his newest one is, uh, and I don't know if you can see it with the camera angle, but like, he, he does this thing with his feet. He's happy. He's, and I, I could see Dan, you know, doing the same thing with him because he's just a big kid at heart. I could see Dan doing the same dances that he would do because he's just a kid at heart. And he, and, and I, I think he would really love, uh, you know, our kids. And, and, you know, I think with Caleb, the younger one, I think he might have a, maybe a slightly tougher time trying to relate to him because he's so young what I do with him. But the more he gets to know him, he'd be like, you know what? Like, can I treat them both to bubble tea? Can, can, like, my treat, my, let, let's go for bubble tea, my treat. And, and like, it, it, that's just his heart. That's he, he, I, I think he'd be an amazing uncle, uh, but it's just, he, they never had a chance to meet. And, and why do I know, what am, what am I, why am I pretty certain that that's what he would do? That's what he would say is because I know him. I know him personally. I know his character. I know his heart. And I can guess, I can tell in a certain situation how he would react, how he'd respond, what he would say, what he would do. And you, in the same way, can I tell you this? You have a big brother. His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus, in fact, is, do you know he's described not just as our Lord, just, not just as our Savior, not just as our Master, not just our King. He's also described as our big brother. Romans 8 says that God predestined us to be conformed to the likeness of his son, Jesus, that, we might be the, that he might be the first of many siblings. It's the idea that you know, Jesus is like our big brother. He's our biggest example. He's so much more than that, but he's one of the things he is, he's like our big brother. And, and here's the thing is that, you know, Jesus, he isn't, isn't just in heaven today, just like Dan's in heaven. He's not just in heaven today, but he lives. If you've got a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, then what that means is that Jesus lives in your heart as well by his Holy Spirit. And, and what that means is that the more you get to know your big brother, Jesus, his heart, his character, then you can have more and more of an idea of what he would do and what he would say in any given situation, in, particularly in the tough situations of your life. You can have a sense as to what he would say. Like what, what, what are the words that we, he would likely say? And, and it's not that you make up the words, but it's about giving yourself a framework from which to hear from God. Is that it's almost like when you're staying in the sky, you're looking for one particular star. It's tough to like, it's tough to, but when you, when you know the language of scripture and you know the heart of God and is that you now have like a lens, almost like looking through a camera, you've got a lens by which you can start to see for, you start to almost catch, okay, what, 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 what may God be want to be saying to me in this moment? You, you've got this framework, this, this camera lens to do that. And see, let me put it to you this way. Jesus doesn't just give you a word to encourage you. He is the word that encourages you. Amen. John chapter one, verse 14 says the word, i.e. Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father, full of grace and truth. See, when you know who Jesus is, what he is like, what his heart is like, what his character is like, when you know the word that is Jesus, then you can have an idea of the kind of word that Jesus would speak into your situation. And that helps so much to hear from God because it gives you a foundation to stand on. It's not like you're just kind of like pie in the sky, randomly listening for some random voice that could just be a bird or a garbage truck. No, it's not that. It's that you have a framework from which to hear from God, which is based on the language of scripture and based on the heart of Jesus. Amen.
Amen. Jeremiah 9, 23, 24 says it this way. It says, this is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches, but let those who boast, boast about this, that they understand and know me that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. In other words, is that God more than anything wants you to know him. He wants you to understand him, to know his heart, to know his character, because he delights in that. He delights in you knowing who he is, and he delights in kindness. He delights in justice. He delights in righteousness. He hates evil. He loves justice. He loves compassion. He loves mercy. That is the heart of Jesus. And the more you know that, the more you have this material in your life that enables you to hear more from God. See, how do you get to know the heart of Jesus? How do you get to know his character so that you can hear more from God? Well, one is to read and study the Bible. It's going back to the Bible once again. Is that especially, you know, if, you, if you're not sure where to start, start with the Gospels, the first four books in the New Testament, second half of your Bible. Because there you hear the life of Jesus, the words that Jesus spoke. And it just gives you just a great sense of the heart of Jesus when you read and study the Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament. Then you can maybe move on to the rest of the New Testament where you can sense more of God's heart for people, his, God's heart for the world. And, and it'll give you a sense of that. And then the rest of the Bible after that, See, that's one way is that you read scripture, you study it. Another one is that you go to church. The church is called the body of Christ. And if you want to get to know the heart of Christ, you need to be in the body of Christ. Is that if you want to know the heart of Christ, you need to be connected to the body of Christ. Is that you need to be with people, with the, with a community, doing life together, not just kind of on your own, like an island, like, you know, I'm so holy, I'm so spiritual, I pray, I do my thing, I do my daily game time, but you don't have any connection with anyone else, you're not going to hear much of God that way because you need to be connected. Amen. Or you might think you here, but then you might not always be right. You might actually be very off because you need other people in the body. You were made to be a bigger, but one part of a much bigger body. That's another way to get Jesus' heart and character. Another one is this, to spend quality and consistent time with God. Like we talked about last week, resting in God's presence. Is that, you know, as you, when you make that your habit, guess what happens? Is that over time, Again, you know, do, doing a daily time with God is not always super sexy. It's not always super exciting. It's not always all oh, so, so emotional. It's not, but it's, it's you just daily, every day, giving God some room. Every day, humbling yourself before God, saying, God, I need you. God, I welcome you to my life. I welcome you to speak to me. And the more you do that, the more you get to know God through his word and by his spirit. And the more you get to know Jesus' heart and his character. Amen. See, when you learn God's language and you learn God's character, you now have this framework by which you can see and hear more from God. Now, that's not all. The last thing that we need to do, if you want to hear from God, is you need to tune in to listen. You need to tune in to listen. See, right now, even at this moment, there are countless radio waves that are going through this room right now in the room where you're at right now, in the car that you're sitting in right now, there are countless invisible radio waves that are going through that place where you're in right now, even going through your body. Like it's, it's there. You can't see it. It's invisible, but it's there. But you know what? The reason why you don't hear it, you don't, why, why, the reason why you don't hear any of those radio waves is because you you're not right now at this moment using a device to receive and to hear those radios going on. But say I had a radio with me right now. 
And I turned it on and I, I, I tuned it up so it could, it could catch a frequency of those radios. You know what I'd hear? You, you'd probably hear Ariana Grande. You probably hear Justin Bieber because we're in Canada. You hear a lot of Justin Bieber. You know, you, you hear probably News 1130 if you're in Vancouver. You probably hear CBC on the FM transmitter. You, whatever it might be is that you're hearing something now and you can't see it. You can't touch it, but you hear it because it's, it's there and you just need to be tuned in. And see, in the same way, if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your savior, then do you know that you have a device by which you can receive and hear the voice of God, his rhema word. Do you know what that device is called? I I even struggle to call him a device because he's not just a device. He's the person, he's the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, John chapter 16, 13 and 14 says it this way. It says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. This is Jesus talking. He's saying that, you know, you know he's gonna, Jesus, he's gonna die on the cross for our sins. He's gonna rise again from, the, from, from, from death. He's gonna ascend to heaven. And, he's, and, and he promises that I'm gonna give you the spirit of truth. That's the Holy Spirit. Such that when you, you know, receive me, you believe in me, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Not that you become a God, but that God somehow has, has such a personal, intimate relationship with you that it's like the spirit of God is living in you. Such that the Bible says your body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit who lives in you, you know, God, who by his spirit is living on you, that is the, that FM transmitter that God gives to you so you can hear the Father's message, FM, the Father's message in your life. So you can hear it in, in your heart. And see, here's a question for you today. Is there a situation in your life right now where you need to hear a word from God? Or it would really benefit you to hear a word from God. Maybe you're going through a really scary time. Maybe you got some news recently that has floored you. You're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to deal with this. You know, maybe that's you. You know, and, and if, if that's you, can I suggest you need to rest in all the things we've talked about in this series called Heart at Rest. You need to rest in God's protection. You need to rest in God's sovereignty. He's writing a greater story. You got to rest in God's presence. And today you got to rest in God's word. You got to hear from God on this one. And so I'd encourage you is to tune in to what God may be saying by his spirit to you. You know, it's so, so important. You know, when I'm needing to make a tough decision, one of the most important things that I can do is to go to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit a question. Just like, you know, David, one of the things I love about David in, you know, first Samuel, especially in the Old Testament, is that whenever he had to make a tough decision, he didn't just kind of, okay, based on my experience, based on my research, based on my analysis, based on my assessment, here's what I'm going to do. No, he would actually go to God and say, God, what should I do? Should I do this? Should I do that? And he would inquire of God. It's one of my favorite, you know, phrases about David is that David would inquire of the Lord. And in the same way, you know, you and I, when we're in the midst of making a tough decision, where there's uncertainty, when we're trying to figure out our direction, the most important thing you can do is to seek God for that direction and to say, God, I'm going to inquire of you. I'm going to say, God, you know, what do you want me to do? What, what, what is the, what's the best direction to take? And you ask God and, and, and you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll give it, you know, just to help me a little bit. This kind of, kind of like in the, in, in the Old Testament, they, had, they didn't have so much Holy Spirit given to everyone. Instead, they had something called the, the, the yumim and the thummim, which are these two devices used to kind of get a yes or no from. We don't have that. We got something even better. We got the Holy Spirit. But see, here's the thing is that sometimes I'll give to God a question. Like, God, do you want us to go ahead yes or no? 
And, and, and you know, I remember there was once when, uh, and uh, this is a bit you know, more remote from you guys now because we're all online. We've been online for over a year now. But you know, when we had this building, we still have this building right now. And praise God, one day it's going to be opened up for all of you once again. Praise God. But this building, you know, when we were still like a Saturday night church, Saturday nights having services, you know, you know, just like a hundred person church. And, and we, we, we would be, we'd be like meeting together on Saturday nights. And then, and then the opportunity came to, to get this property. And, you know, I just, I, I was struggled with, I was, it was, it was stressful because, you know, we don't have the funds for that. We don't have the offerings for that. But then I sense God say, as I'm giving this question to him, he says, fight for this property. And even though there was like a bidding war and all that stuff, we still fought for this property and, and just having the confidence that God wanted us to do. It. And guess what? When we did, and we we're so glad we did, because you know what happened? God provided in so many ways. You know, we didn't have the offerings at the time, but we moved in faith based on God's word. And guess what? The offerings started to pour in such that we had enough to hire our first staff. We had enough to hire more staff and praise God to this day, we're still here and the best is yet to come. Oh, come on, give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. Amen. And see, here's the thing is that it all, you know, so much of it begins when you come before God, you inquire of him and say, God, this is a tough situation. What do you want to say in this? What do you think? What, what's your direction? What's your guidance? You know, first Samuel 310 says it this way. It says, the Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. See Samuel, he's an old Testament prophet, but at this point, he's just a young boy. He's never heard the voice of God before. And, and, and at least he hasn't, doesn't think he has. He keeps actually mistaking God's voice for his, you know, his kind of father figure, Eli. He thinks, oh, it's, it's Eli talking to me. And finally, you know, Eli kind of you know, coaches him, says, actually, you know what? It's not me talking, it's God. Uh, and so would you, would you just, when you, hear, when you hear that voice again, would you just say, speak, your servant is listening. Would you underline those words? Your servant is listening. See, here's the thing. Something really important to remember. Remember when you're trying to hear from God, you need to surrender to God before you hear from him. You need to surrender to God before you, you hear from him. It, you know, it's like Samuel says, your servant is listening. In other words, you know, not God, you're my servant and I tell you what to do. No, I'm your servant, God, and you tell me what to do. You're surrendering to him. And here, here, let me tell you why. It's because I've made mistakes in the past where I would hear, I would try to hear from God and I would ask a question. This is like back, you know, when I was a new Christian and I ask a question to God and you know what I have had? I, I get two conflicting voices. I get a, oh, should I, should I do this? Yes, no. I'd hear them both almost one after the other. I'm like, what in the world? God, like, like this is confusing. It's frustrating. Like, why? And I, I, should I do it? Yes, no. I'm like, what? And, and, and here's the thing, is that the problem wasn't with God. The problem wasn't with the radio waves coming in. The problem was, was, was with my transmitter. The problem was with my receiver. The problem was with me. Is that, you know what happened? Is that, you know, I'm asking, you know, God, should I, should, I, should I keep on going with this relationship? Yes, no. And, and, and you know, where, you know what's happening? Is that I didn't surrender my heart to God. I didn't say, God, okay, whatever you want, I'm committed to doing that. Instead, I was still hanging on to my own agenda, my own desires. And you know, since the Holy Spirit lives in your heart, but you also have your own desires, you know what happens? You get this conflicting result. Yes, no, yes. I was like, oh my goodness. And so you know what? Afterwards, I realized, you know what, what I need to do? I need to surrender my own agenda to God. And so God, whatever you want me to do, if you want me to end this relationship, I'm going to end it. If you want me to keep going with this relationship, I will go with it. Whatever you want me to do, I surrender it to you. And what happened when I did that? All of a sudden, when I bring that question before God and I'd pray about it, I'd sense a clear direction. 
And see, that, that's the thing, is that you need to surrender it before God before you hear. Otherwise, you might just get confused. You might have your know, Holy Spirit speaking to you and your own you know, selfish desires kind of intermingled, and it's hard to separate them. And so it's so important to surrender. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to surrender. You need to surrender. But you may be, well, but JB, like, how do I know that I'm not just making this stuff up? You know, how do I know that it's, it's me, it's, it's, the whole, it's God and not me? You know, like, you ought you to know this. If you want to hear from God, you need to remember. Remember this. The Holy Spirit lives in you. He's in you. And so if you want to hear from God personally, then you need to face the fact and come to grips with the fact that his leading, his voice is also going to likely come from inside of you as well. And that's why it's important to surrender, but it's also important to not give up. Because here's the thing is that, you know, sometimes we make this mistake of thing that, oh yeah, if God's going to speak to me, it always has to be this loud, audible voice that everyone can hear. And that it's so beyond a shadow of a doubt that anything can prove it. Anyone can hear. But that's not the way that God works. Is that God, he works inside out, not outside in. He starts with your heart. And and see, one of the big mistakes that a lot of people do is they rely so much on the external. They're like, you know, I need to, God, give me a sign. And they keep going, oh, oh, does that open door mean it's it's him? Oh, oh, does that that circumstance mean it's him? Oh, does COVID-19 mean this? And 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 you're kind of just like trying to interpret the signs, interpret all the different things going on outside of you. When in fact, what does the Bible say? Psalm 32 is, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Don't be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle or they will not come to you. Now, what, what's, a, what's a horse and mule and a bit and a bridle? A bit and a bridle, what is that? That's, that's an instrument that you put on a horse to get it to move where you want it to go. It's coming from the outside. And, and what, what God is saying is, is don't be like this, 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 like this stupid, you know, like just like senseless animal that has to be pushed from the outside before you do anything. You want to be someone who recognizes that on the inside, as a follower of Jesus, you've been given the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. And if you would learn the language of scripture and you would learn the character and the heart of God and you would tune in to listen, is that you believe that God is with you, believe that his word is powerful, believe that his character doesn't change and believe that the Holy Spirit will truly do what he promises to do. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Amen. You don't place so much stock on the external that you devalue the internal, that you forget just how much God has already put inside, what stock God has put in you, much more than whatever you see on the outside. Because sometimes, if you're just just relying on what's happening on the outside, you're going to miss God completely. You're going, to miss a, you're going to misinterpret it. It starts from the inside. Oh, but JB, you know, I, I don't know if God wants to talk to someone like me. God, like, you don't know the stuff that I've done. You know, I, I, like me, like I, I'm just me. Like, like, like I, what, what, if I, what if I miss it? I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. All this. Let me tell you this. The whole foundation of our faith in Jesus is about, it's not about how good we are. It's about how good God is. It's that it's the foundation is not our merit. It's God's grace. It's his undeserved kindness. And so you got to get that mentality out of the way. Oh, I'm not worthy to hear from God. Oh, it's not about that. It's about God has placed his Holy Spirit in you so you could have a personal relationship with him. And so have the confidence to know that he loves you. He's with you. He wants to counsel you and direct your life as you learn his language, as you you know, know and more of his heart, as you grow in not just 
just knowing his character, but you grow in godly character as well. As you tune in to listen, what's going to happen? You're going to hear more and more from God. You see, when you're trying to hear from God, focus not on your own weakness and insecurity. Focus on God's power, his word, and his character. And see, to, to show you that we're not making just this stuff up. You know, two years ago, I was, I was praying for a sister in our church who sometimes will kind of doubt her faith sometimes, you know, has a lot of, and, and, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, has a lot of questions. Good to have questions, fine to have questions, but like, sometimes it can get, kind of have a negative effect on her and, and it kind of just starts to kind of really mess with her faith a bit. And, 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 you know, and so she asked for prayer. So I, I prayed for her. And, you know, in, as I'm praying for her, I see this picture, the details of which I won't go into, but it was a very, very specific picture. And, and I was like, you know what, like, you know what? And I said her name, like, Hey, like I, 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 cause you know, and we're, cause we, we can all make mistakes. And so what we'll do is we won't say, Oh, thus saith the Lord. This will, no, but instead I say, you know, th- th- as I'm praying for you, this is the picture that I see Like, you might want to test it. Just, I don't know if this means anything to you, but, but like, I, I just see this picture and I described the picture to her and she was so drawn by that picture that she decided to draw that picture. And it was just kind of something that, that would encourage her every time she, you know, thought about, you know, thought about her faith and all that. And she, she had it with her. Um, just a few weeks ago, um, you know, Pastor Shar is praying for the same sister. Um, and Pastor Shar has no idea, like, about, you know, the fact that I prayed for this girl. She starts to pray for this girl as well. And she sees exactly the same picture as she's praying for her. And, and she's like, yeah, like, you just want to test this. I, this, I, I, this might just be me, but like, I, I, I sense this as I'm praying for you. And it's exactly the same picture. It's a very specific picture. And when she saw that, when she, when, 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 when our, that, that sister, that, 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 that girl saw that, heard that, she's like, oh my goodness. And then she showed the picture that she drew two years ago. And it's like, is this what you saw? <laughs> That's what I saw. And see, isn't that incredible? And, and it's one of those things where I think God was just using that to encourage the sister of ours to say, see, I'm right here. I haven't left. I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Oh, come on. Give God a big hand, a big shout. Let's play together right now. Amen. Yeah, it's like, it wasn't like, oh, Pastor Sharon, oh, oh we're, we're going we're to collude. We're going to like, you know, you'll conspire. And we're gonna, no, no, it wasn't. I, I had no idea. No idea. But that's the Holy Spirit. God knows. We don't know, but God knows. And see, here's the thing. You know, I find that when my heart is open and surrendered to God, I might be spending time with God. And sometimes without even asking a question, maybe I'll be going through that. And sometimes I'll just sense, you know, more of God's presence, his direction, even a word from him. How do you, how do you safeguard against all these things? Right, because you know I, I've made mistakes before. You know I I made a mistake, and I shared this in our pivotal moment series last year in, in the summer, where I shared with how, how like you know, I I heard wrong from God, and I suffered more than anyone as a result because of it. And 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 what are some safeguards that you can put in place? Boundaries you can put put in place to keep you from going the wrong way when it comes to hearing from God, because this is very important. We talk about this in more detail in Thrive Disciple School, but let me just quickly go through five things you want to keep in mind. Number one, when you think you might be hearing from God, number one, ask yourself, is it consistent? Consistent with scripture. Remember, God uses the language of scripture to speak to you. So he will never contradict himself. He will never say something to you that is contrary to scripture. He will never say in a still small voice, cheat on your wife. He will never say that. He will never say that. He will never say, you know, you know to be unfaithful, anything like that. that that's inconsistent with scripture. Murder him, kill him. No, it's not, not going to happen. It's because it's not consistent with scripture. Number two, does it promote Christ's character? 
Remember, the character of Jesus, the heart of Jesus is so much the foundation of everything that Jesus speaks. When Jesus says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, that's not just about us, that's him too. Out of his heart, he speaks. And it's his character that fuels, that drives every word he speaks to us. And so you ought to ask yourself, okay, if this is from God, what kind of, what kind of life am I living if I live out this word? Am I more fearful or more faithful? Am I more resilient or am I giving up? Am I, you know, giving into temptation this way or am I actually overcoming it this way? Am I, am I trusting God or am I trusting myself more if I follow this word? See, is, is it, does it promote the character of Christ in your life? Number three, it, does it, is it accompanied with peace? God is God of peace. And very often the things he says to you, they might not be comfortable. They might not be what you expect, but there'll be a peace that passes understanding that comes with that word. Number four, is it affirmed by other believers that you trust? And that's the mistake that I made is that I was so set on my ways that I didn't bother to consult anyone and really hear their advice. And, and that's the mistake that sometimes we make is that if you want to know the heart of God, you need to be connected to the body of Christ. And, and that's what I did is that I, I, I didn't do that. You need to do that. You need to do that is, you know, consult others and go, you know what? Like, I, I just sense this. I, I think it might be God telling me to do this. What do you think? And ask people, believers, Christians that you trust and say, what do you think? What do you think? Number five, and this is the one, again, keeping in mind everything we've said today, is it confirmed in your circumstances? Guess what? This is the one that you have to be most careful with because sometimes your circumstances will be the opposite of what God is saying. And you just have to persevere through it and fight it by faith. But eventually the circumstances will go on its way. When, when I was proposing to Shara, thinking about it, and God said to me, if you'd go ahead with this, I will definitely bless you. Did God eventually definitely bless it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, 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 best decision of my life other than receiving Jesus, best decision of my life. But that, that, w- w- but the, the initial part, the first next, the next week was crazy stressful. I'm like, like, I thought it was a surprise for Shara. Now it's a surprise for me. Like, 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 and it was just, it was just like, a, it was like a huge tumultuous time. But you know what? As I walked it out in faith, God proved he was faithful to his word. Amen. Amen. Hebrews eleven six says it this way. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. See, if you want a heart that's at rest, it's about learning to hear the word of God and to rest in it. You can hear it. You can receive it. You can know the language of scripture. You can know God's heart. You can have all these things. But unless you start to rest in God's word by faith and say, God, I trust in you. God, I believe this. I go in faith with this. Then it's not going to mean very much. It's about going in faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Don't let the possibility of getting it wrong stop you from trying to hear from God. We will from time to time get it wrong because we're just, we're human. We're not perfect. But don't let that stop you because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to move forward. Without faith, you're not gonna get to where God wants you to go. You're not gonna be the person that God made you to be without faith. Without faith, you can't have a heart at rest. Without faith, God's kingdom can't move forward. And yes, will there be times when you're like, oh man, maybe we shouldn't have done it. Yeah, but we live and learn. We get up, we keep going. Praise God. Praise God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Let's seek him right now. Right now, in this time, I want to give you guys an opportunity to respond to God's word. Have you been hearing God's word today? I think some of you have. I think you have been. 
And I want to give you an opportunity to respond to it because it's not just about what we hear, it's how we respond. And, you know, I remember the first, probably the first time I ever heard from God. And I wouldn't have said that it was God that I was hearing at that time. I just thought I was just responding to someone. But, but like, I was, I was a teenager. And someone gave me an opportunity to invite Jesus Christ into my life. Told me that, you know, God loves you. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins. Rose, rise again from the grave so that you could be forgiven, have a relationship with God. And, you know, I didn't know a whole lot at that time. Hadn't read the Bible backwards and forwards. Hadn't, you know, you know it's, it's one of those things where, but I knew that I believed in God. I knew I was a sinner. I knew I needed a savior. And on that day, I responded to that word. Um, God's word knocking on the door of my heart. And I said, God, I need you. Would you come into my life and forgive me of my sins? And it's the most important decision I ever made. It was the most, most important proposal I ever made to anyone, even more important than proposing to Shar. And if you want God's forgiveness, God's peace, you want to respond to God's word that you're hearing today. You want a personal relationship with God, not just a bunch of do's and don'ts, not just a, rule, a set of rules to follow, but you want a personal relationship with God. Then this is the key to doing it right now. We're going to pray a prayer together right now. And I encourage you to pray this out loud. Uh, if you want to pray this prayer, you can scan the QR code that's on your screen, or you can click the link that's in your chat room. And I'm going to, so that you're not doing this on your own, so that you're not alone in this, I'm going to actually pray this prayer with you. And how many know that it's, it's not so much the words that we speak as the attitude of our heart. God loves you. He loves you just the way you are. He loves you. He knows your heart. If you mean this from your heart, then it's going ma- to make a difference. Would you pray this prayer? Those of you who want to pray this prayer, click on that link right now. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about your neighbor. It doesn't concern them. This is between you and God. This is more important than anything. I encourage you to click on that link and you might see a prayer that's on your screen right now. Even if you don't, but you want to pray this prayer, why don't you pray this prayer with me right now? You can just repeat after me. You can say, Dear Jesus, Thank you that because you love me, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. You rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart. Please forgive me of my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do, but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hey, by the way, if you prayed that prayer and meant that from your heart, did you do that just now? You know, the Bible says that if you prayed that prayer from your heart, that you are forgiven of your sins, you are a child of God, you're a citizen of heaven, your eternity in heaven is secure, and the best is yet to come. You have a relationship with God where he calls you his child. And to, to encourage you in this new relationship with God, we've got some gifts we want to give you, some resources to encourage you. You click the link at the bottom of that prayer that you just prayed, and we'd love to connect you with that. Can we give all of our friends right now a big hand, a big shout together right now. Praise God for them. For the rest of you here in this place, maybe you're here and you've been struggling when it comes to uh, you know, the season that you're in and you realize today that you need to hear from God. If that's you and you want to hear more from God, then I'm going to encourage you to right now respond. Would you lift up your hands to God right now? Let the height of your hands reflect how much you need him today. Let the height of your hands reflect you. Just come to God just as you are. Let the height of your hands reflect you surrendering to God. Whatever issue is in your life that you don't have a, a solution for, maybe it's a fear, maybe it's a worry, maybe it's a burden, maybe it's a hurt, maybe it's a sin you need to confess. Whatever it is that you need to give to God right now, would you give it to him right now? Would you just surrender it to him right now? Just from your heart and your own words, don't wait for me to stop talking. Don't worry about your neighbor. It doesn't concern them. Would you start talking to God right now from your heart? He loves you. He's here. He's listening. Just start talking to God right now. You talk to him.
You talk to him right now. He loves you so much. The Bible says, pour out your hearts to God for God is our refuge. You can do that right now. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. I'm just gonna invite you right now, since we're gonna you know, be in this moment in God's presence, we just take a moment just to be silent in God's, in God's presence right now. Just take, take half a minute to do that. Maybe there's a question you need to ask him. Maybe there's something you need to inquire of him about. Would you do that right now? Go ahead and ask him the question with a surrender heart. Say, God, I'm coming to doing whatever it is that you want me to do. If it's this way, I'll go this way. If it's that way, I'll go that way. I surrender to you right now. Just would you practice doing that? Thank you, Jesus. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Father, we want to thank you so much that yours is a still small voice. We recognize today that it takes practice to hear your voice. And it takes knowing your language. It takes knowing your heart, your character. It requires tuning in. Thank you, God, for what you're trying to say to people in this place. Thank you, God, for always speaking words of wisdom uh, to encourage us to go in the direction that you know is best for us. So for every single person here in this place, God, I just pray that you would help them to hear your voice and to receive your word, to do so with humility and wisdom, to do so within healthy boundaries, to do so and that it would, they would respond to that word with faith, with courage, claim it, rest in it, believe it, knowing that God, you are here and that with faith, it's through faith that we move forward with you. We thank you and we give you praise that nothing is impossible with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Praise God. We give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. We love your feedback. And if you were blessed by this message today, I encourage you to give us a review on Google or, you know, review the podcast, uh, like us on Facebook. But even more than that, uh, we've got a couple of things that we'd love to get your specific feedback on. One is we have, we're coming to a close very soon on our Heart at Rest series. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback on how that series has helped you these past several weeks. Uh, if you missed any episode, feel free to go to our Thrive Church podcast to check that out. Uh, another one we'd love to get your feedback on is our reopening readiness survey. We'd love to hear from you on that one as well. Let's continue to worship God. The band's going to lead you in a song. After that, I'm leading one closing prayer. Let's give our very best to God right now. Praise God. Let's do that together. Your grace abounds in us You're more than 
to break every chain our lives in your hands your in control grace overflows in us you're more than enough for me when the mountains fall and the sea turns rough but my words stand strong says the lord when the world gets tough filled with broken hearts but my love won't fail says the lord your love is Grace abounds in us. You're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're able to break every chain our lives in your hands. You're in control. Grace overflows in us. You're more. Jesus, that you're more than enough for us. God, you're more than enough. Lord, we just want to lean on you and sing our songs to you from the bottom of our hearts. Just, just sing a new song to you, Lord. Reaching our lives in your hands 
Let's play together right now. There's more in you than that. Give God all of your praise in this place. He's worthy of it. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you call Thrive Church your home church, you just believe in the work that God is doing here. I know it's spring break for a lot of you, but let's not take a break from being a generous church. Let's give our faithful tithes, our generous offerings. Know that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds what? He adds everything we need. And not only does he add everything we need, but he also builds his church through us. And so let's give to God first, knowing that in him, we have everything we need and the best is yet to come. That, that brings our, our service to a close. Let me just pray for you one last time. And we're gonna end it off here. Thank you, Jesus for your amazing, unconditional, unlimited love for every single person here. Thank you, God, that your mercy is bigger than all of our mistakes, that your grace is bigger than every regret. We thank you, Jesus, for the plans you have for every single person here. We say it's all about you. It's not about us. We are alive and we're here to worship Jesus. We're expectant. We're here to grow more like you. We're we're, we're here to be involved, to serve you with our talents. We're here to be out loud and lead others to Jesus. We're here to be united and to love our family, our church family called the church. And we just thank you so much that because of that all of your blessing, all the protection, all the provision, all the presence, all the encouragement, all the supply, all the comfort, all the healing, all the hope, all the wisdom that everyone who's watching the service needs is with you and you will provide. We thank you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's it for us in this place. You guys are an amazing church. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you guys next week for Thrive Church Online. Praise God, the best yet to come. Love you guys. Take care, everybody. Thank you for the powerful message, Pastor JB. We will hold on to this message in the week to follow. Now for the announcements. If this is your first time visiting us, we would love to hear from you. Text NEW to 604-285-5770 or visit mythrive.info and we will mail you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. It's our way of saying thank you for spending your precious time with us online. If you pray the prayer to receive Jesus Christ into your life today, we're so excited for you. Please let us know by texting BELIEVE to 604-285-5770 or by visiting mythrive.info. We have prepared a gift that includes a series of videos that may answer some of your questions about Christianity and we hope that it will guide you on the right path to follow Jesus. If you would like to get baptized or find out more about baptism, go to mythrive.info forward slash baptism. Yes, Easter is just two weeks away. We want to invite you to Thrive Church Online on Sunday, April 4th to celebrate Easter with us this year. Invite your friends and family. I believe Thrive is a safe place where they will find hope in Jesus Christ. We offer four services at 9.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m., and 7.30 p.m. For more information, please visit thrivechurch.ca forward slash Easter. There will also be a Good Friday Zoom prayer meeting on Friday, April 2nd at 8.30 p.m. It is a time for worship, prayer, and communion. 
Please stay tuned for the Zoom meeting information about the Good Friday Zoom prayer meeting next Sunday. Meanwhile, I look forward to seeing you this coming Tuesday at the regular Tuesday Zoom prayer meeting at 8.30 p.m. That is all for the announcements. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was a privilege spending this time with you. Don't forget to give online at mythrive.info. Have a wonderful week and we will see you again next week, same time here at Thrive Church Online for the episode 9 of the Heart at Rest message series. Stay blessed and healthy and remember you are always in our prayers.